where do you want to be in like 10 days versus where do you want to be in 10 years? One of the most influential things that I've heard of college athletes taking care of the necessities before you start taking care of all the leisure activity. I was just looking for anything and everything. I don't care if it's cash, free product. <laughs> Send me a sock and I'd be like, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> What's going on, family? Welcome to another edition of the Athlete's Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host and creator, Alex Turner. And here on this podcast, we talk about how college athletes can master branding and marketing and start their own business in the NIL space. Today, I have an amazing, amazing guest with me. I have my guy, Jack. If you aren't familiar with who he is, I like to call him the leading experts per se in NIL when it comes to some of the D2 and D3 schools, because I know that is something that's a bit difficult to navigate because NIL is such an early stage. So how are you doing, Jack? I appreciate you coming on today. I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on. Of course. So before we really delve in, can you just kind of give a quick background of who you are, kind of your journey and uh, how you've gotten to where you are today? Certainly. Yeah. What's up, everybody? Jack Betts, senior wide receiver, Amherst football, way up in Western Massachusetts. I'm actually from Dallas, Texas. Grew up here my entire life. I'm majoring in English and Native American studies, which funny enough, every time somebody asks that, they're like, how in the world did you get into the world of marketing and sports advertising? But it's really a whirlwind of a story. I got pretty lucky with my first NIL deal actually coming to me in January of 2022, about six months after legislation was approved. So 17, 18 months later, you see what's in front of you today. I like it. I like it. And I guess a good place to start off is what was that first NIL deal that came to you and kind of walk us through the process of how that happened and whatnot? Absolutely. To really get to that point, I've got to do a little bit of a preface. That spring of 2022, goodness gracious, that was a long time ago, I actually decided to take a gap semester from Amherst. I was scheduled to study abroad in Rome with a bunch of my teammates, but unfortunately, those plans fell through. What a lot of folks in my grade and on my football team did is actually take a gap semester like spring of 2021 as a result of our football season being canceled the year before as a result of COVID. So as a means of sort of getting that fourth year back, people took gap semesters. I didn't know if that was going to be for me. I thought I was going to graduate. You know, I should have graduated this spring, but instead, because of that gap semester, I'm graduating in December. So really, I was just looking for something to keep me busy. Um, I remember, I think I was up here actually on the third floor, like doing a puzzle or building a Lego set or something along those lines. And I get this DM on Instagram, you know how it is, you know, when you have a private account at that, at that point, I must have had 2000 followers. And at this company called Lifestyle Bands, which I still rock them to this day, I'll give them a quick shout out right there. They reached out to me and essentially said, would you be interested in joining our student athlete ambassador crew? I, I sat with it. You know, I've got two parents as lawyers, so I have pretty good legal counsel in my corner. And I sat with it, talked it through with them and decided what's the worst that can happen. And uh, I got super lucky. You know, it's not often that a smaller division or a smaller market, lower division athlete such as myself has something like that fall into their lap. But boy, I'm sure glad that it did. I like it. I like it. And I wanted to touch on a few things you said. I'm, I'm taking notes as as we uh, talk. Absolutely. Just I, like, I like to not miss points. So the first question is, how long did that NIL deal last? Was it a one off? Was it something that was continuous or maybe it's still continuing. How did that kind of go for you? Yeah. I mean, I think it's one of my longest running ones, obviously with, uh, you know, being my first one, it's going to be in chronological order, the longest one, but it's still going strong today. You know, it's uh, an ambassador affiliate type deal. So they send me free product uh, in exchange for some promotion on my social media channels. 
and as well, you know, if somebody uses my link or uses my code, I get uh, a little bit of a, a little percentage of that sale. So it's still going strong. You know, sometimes I'll have something pop up in my PayPal that says, oh, Lifestyle Bands is paying you a little commission. So it's still going strong today. And I, I can't complain. That's a little passive income opportunity. So I want to delve into, I feel like you are uniquely position to have a slight advantage, right? And there's nothing wrong with having slight advantages. But the fact that both of your parents are lawyers, I find that for one, amazing. But two, I feel like it gives you advantage because a lot of things that I've heard college athletes say through the NIL space is that two biggest disadvantages that they have, whether they knew it originally or not, was understanding contracts and taxes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I feel like obviously having lawyers as parents, that helps when it comes to understanding the contract aspect. So how yeah. Did they help you through that process and just kind of give like a tip for, you know, everybody watching here that might not necessarily have legal representation as of right now? 100%. I mean, as you mentioned, they were extremely integral um, in my success leading me to this point. You know, I've got a portfolio of around 40-ish partnerships and I wouldn't have been able, <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to negotiate. I wouldn't have been able to review those contracts without them. That's what they do for a living after all. So just sitting down with them, whether it be at, you know, the dinner table or just kind of sitting in the living room, discussing, looking over, you know, maybe printing out the contract because it's some serious business that we're getting into. So printing it out, reviewing it, maybe circling some points that might be of concern because oftentimes, you know, some of these contracts, these athletes just see the green, they see the cash and that's the thing that matters most to them. But what they might not see, uh, you know, hidden between the lines is some really malicious things being put forth by the company. So really all that I can recommend is just be intentional. Make sure that you don't just like, okay, yeah, 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 just you have no idea what you're going to be signing off. So make sure you read the fine print. I know not everybody has lawyers as parents, which, you know, sometimes might be a good thing. But yeah, it's just really important to be intentional. Make sure that you know what you're going to be giving away in this type of exchange when you go into partnership with a company of sorts. So it's, it is really important to be cognizant of the possible. You have no idea what you can be signing away sometimes. I agree. I agree. So 40-ish NIL deals? Somewhere teetering around that number. Yes, sir. So before I ask the question about those NIL deals, are you represented by an agent? Like, how were you able to get those? Did you reach out by yourself? Did, I know there are platforms out there where you on some of the platforms. How was that journey for you? Yeah, first off, completely self-represented. Um, I decided that I've had some people reach out to me, but I, you know, what's really the point? I'm not making millions of dollars anyways. So why would I give, you know, what little income, a piece of what little income that I'm having to somebody else when I could, I've really done it successfully by myself. The vast majority of my deals have been closed by myself. Really the best strategy that I came across was just emailing these companies. And the way that I approached it, I approached it almost as if I'm applying to a job. You know, I've got this two headed approach in which it's, uh, I've got my like email template, which paints it out. Okay. This is why I'm emailing you. I'm interested in a partner. You know, it's a, it's a partnership inquiry. Hopefully opportunities are available. I give them a little rundown. And also equally, I supply them with my NIL cover letter, which is something that I would like to say that I coined. And it's basically, I'm aware that these companies don't have time to go and Google Jack bets. They don't have time to go and you know, scour my social media. They need something right in front of them right now who can tell them who is Jack Betts? Why would this kid be a decent asset to add to our team? For a lot of these companies, I am their first division three athlete. And that comes with a lot of pressure, but also comes with a lot of privilege because I think that I'm really setting the tone for, okay, this is an untapped market. Maybe we can 
begin tapping into this market more because maybe these kids have more time on their hands or maybe they're a little bit more creative than their Division One counterparts. No shots at Division One guys. Uh, I love all my Division One guys. I'm really good friends with a lot. Opportunities, that's all it is. So you do you have to be a bit more creative to stand out more. So I exactly. I'm glad we're on the same page right there. But yeah, <laughs> I, I've, got, I've been commended several times about how professional my approach is. I've really had to sell Jack Betts as the entrepreneur versus Jack Betts as the athlete. Mm. And that's an approach that companies really appreciate. It comes back to that intentionality point. It just professionally presenting yourself because these are business ventures. And the one thing that I say so often is I'm not going pro. I'm not going to be playing football professionally. So setting myself up right now at 22 years old for, you know, building this professional network, building this unbelievable skill set uh, that's really going to be applicable 10, 20, 30 years down the line. That's the main goal. Uh, it's not really the short term cash. It's a long term benefit. That was for one amazing and i like there are a few things you touched on that i that i want to kind of refer back to right the first one being the nil cover letter i've talked to a decent amount of athletes not a whole whole lot but i've talked to some who have reached out they didn't go specifically into the details of how they were able to reach out and get a lot of these deals but no one in any way shape or form mentioned the nil cover letter so kind of just kind of go over what that is and how somebody like a how an athlete watching this can frame their own cover letter properly based on their brand Absolutely. Yeah, this is really something that I have no idea what inspired me to undertake such an approach. But really, it began in like February of 2022. I'm like, I've got to find a way in which I can set myself apart from these hundreds of other inquiries that these companies are getting. So it kind of dawned upon me, like, what if I treated it like I'm applying for a job? And that's really where this came from. Just looking at it right here, I've got, you know, my name, uh, graduation year, number that I wear on the field. Actions on it include education, skills, work and volunteer experience, activities that invo I'm involved in on campus, the awards and honors that I've been presented with, and finally, my current NIL highlights. So it just encapsulates who is this kid that we might be thinking about going into partnership with. And obviously, it works pretty darn well. That is amazing. That right there, I feel like was one of the most influential things that I've heard a college athlete say in regards to being able to obtain NIO deals on their own, right? Because there are a decent amount of athletes that are covered by uh, agents. There are a lot of athletes who are on, you know, the marketplaces for NIL. Hmm. And there are obviously a lot of athletes who just reach out to companies by themselves, but none of them necessarily, you know, have said that NIO cover letter that helps them stand out because you're right. Businesses don't really want to do extra work if they don't have to, right? They Correct. oftentimes don't have the time. So I want to kind of uh, touch a little bit on how you're able to sell yourself as an entrepreneur during this entire journey as well, right? Because having an entrepreneur mindset is a completely different mindset from just being a regular athlete, being a, a student athlete, being a student, or just being, you know, a regular individual who works for companies. The entrepreneur mindset is on a whole nother level and you have to think and view things differently. So kind of give me a little bit of the insights on how you keep an entrepreneur mindset while reaching out to uh, these companies. That entrepreneurial mindset, which of course I got to credit to my parents, you know, my mother's very entrepreneurial. It feels like every single night while we're watching television, maybe she's just working on her phone, you know, setting up deals or getting in contact with new clients, going to lunch almost every single day with, you know, new people that she's going to go into partnership with. So I, will credit them with it. I don't think I was born with it, but who knows? But yeah, that entrepreneurial mindset and just that mindset of not taking no for an answer. I think that's one of the biggest things that I've learned in this process. At one point, I was sending off like 10 to 15 emails per day. I think in like February and March at the height of my inquiries, just sending them out, sending them out, sending them out. 
I can't remember how many no's that I've gotten. And when you look at the amount of yeses that I've gotten and you think about that proportionally, you know, that's just one major life lesson that I've learned right there. You're going to get no, you're going to be told no, but you can't take that as a final answer. You've got to persevere. You got to keep going. And that's really like one of the founding tenets of every single entrepreneur perseverance, you know, keep going in the face of adversity. But it did take a lot of commitment and investment in myself to get to this point. As I mentioned, I've got my work and volunteer experience on my NIL cover letter. You know, I, I worked as a summer analyst with a, a real estate company, a student housing real estate company. And I've also worked as a summer analyst, you know, within a private equity company. So I'm sort of taking these things and these skill sets that I've attained from these past ventures and sort of bringing them into, okay, how can I begin to market myself, you know, as opposed to reviewing other people's business plans and maybe reviewing other demographical information? How could I use those and really turn them inwards and, and see how that skill set is applicable to marketing Jack bets. And so I think really the thing that set me apart, obviously, is my approach being a division three athlete in a division one dominated field. That was a pretty good selling point. And sometimes some companies didn't take the bait, but most times companies were like, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll take a chance on a kid, a small division three kid out of Western Massachusetts. What's the worst that can happen? Thank goodness they did. I'll tell you that. I like it. I like it. So how is your follow-up process, right? I know you said you don't mm -hmm. like to take no for an answer and if you do, just keep on going. But let's just say you reach out to a company and they don't respond. Do mm. you send them like another email or another message or do you just kind of let it be or how does that go? Um, it depends really how interested I am in pursuing that a partnership with that company. If it's a company that I'm like, oh my God, I'm dying to just get a response from. I don't care if it's a yes, I don't care if it's a no. Maybe I'll let it simmer. Uh, you know, Say I send the email out on a Wednesday. Maybe I let it simmer through Thursday and Friday. Obviously, nobody's checking anything on Saturday and Sunday. And maybe like Sunday night, I'll schedule an email to go out first thing Monday morning. But really beyond that, I'm just becoming a nuisance. And you know, you sometimes just got to accept the reality that maybe they aren't looking to work with you. But that's part of the deal. You know, that's uh, that's the business. It is a business after all. And you just got to keep it pushing sometimes. I like that. I like that. And you're an entrepreneur yourself already, correct? <laughs> yes, sir. I am. And I know that I was uh, kind of looking over some of the things you do, and you have your MYOL Academy, which is Make Your Own Legacy Academy, right? Correct. How did that come about, and what is your vision for that? So the Make Your Own Legacy Academy, I'll just give our viewers a quick rundown. The Make Your Own Legacy Academy is a first-of-its-kind NIL education solution founded primarily on the basis of helping the underserved and smaller market athlete fully realize their true NIL potential. It really came about in, I want to say, April of 2022, when as I began to establish myself as a decent name, have a little weight to my name in the NIL game, these athletes from similar markets, you know, smaller divisions started reaching out to me and they're like, look, I want to get to the point that you're at. Do you have any industry tips? Do you have any you know, trade secrets that you could pass on to me? Because certainly my school doesn't have the massive collectives that you've got at like the LSU or the, you know, the USC of the world. So I kind of said to myself, sat down with myself, began reviewing all of the resources that I've gathered in my, I don't know, at this point had been like three or four months of work in NIL. And I kind of said to myself, okay, what if there was a more formalized approach to NIL education for these smaller market athletes who don't have these type of resources? And in August of 2022, we launched our first cohort of athletes. 
which consisted of 21 athletes, obviously an ode to the number I wear on the field. Moving forward in January of 2023, we welcomed our second cohort, which is our winter 2023 cohort, uh, consisted of 12 athletes, bringing our number up to 33, an ode to the number I wore on the basketball court. And just about two weeks ago, you see, you see the athletic connection there. And just about two weeks ago, uh, we welcomed another 17, bringing our number up to 50. And within the Make Your Own Legacy Academy, I educate I oversee the education of all 50. I've got a deputy director, Jaheem, and I've got an intern who's a, actually a, a sophomore offensive lineman on the Amherst football team, which is pretty cool. But I oversee their education. I educate them in everything from that cold email approach, you know, my two-headed monster approach, as aforementioned, you know, negotiation process, which is something that's really important, uh, especially within NIL content creation, all sort of on the basis of the great majority of us are not going to be playing our sport professionally. So we've got to begin thinking about pivoting. We've got to begin thinking about developing these professional skills and building that professional network that's going to be beneficial in, you know, five, 10 years time. We do have one guy who is in the NFL right now, actually, Ellis Merriweather. I'll give a shout out to my boy, Ellis. Nice. He went to the University of Massachusetts, which is right down the street from me in Amherst College. So that's, mm -hmm. uh, that's the Make Your Own Legacy Academy. I love it. I love it. So... Where do you see that growing to, let's just say, within the next year? Great question. People always ask me, you know, what do you want to do with this? Like, why are you even doing it in the first place? And I, I always tell them um, I have a really deep background in education and service, which are two of my probably two of my favorite things and two of the really the founding tenets that make up who is Jack Betts. Um, from a young age, my parents instilled the you know, acts, acts of service are something that you always need to, you know, look out for. And education is one of, if not the most important thing that you're going to be doing throughout life, whether it be attaining education yourself or educating others. Um, and so I don't know, you know, I want to keep growing the academy. I want to get as many small market and, and underserved athletes in it as possible. But there are some scalable opportunities. Maybe it's a one size fit all. Maybe some people have reached out to me uh, inquiring whether or not I'm interested in writing some sort of book. We'll just have to see. I, I have no idea what the future has in store. And after all, I graduate in December, which the foot, the athletic career might be coming to an end, but I have some COVID eligibility and grad, uh, grad transfer opportunities are on the table. So we'll just have to see. That'll be exciting to see how that, that works out for you, man. I'm definitely excited to see that. Um, <laughs> So you were you said something earlier in regards to one of the things that uh, your the MYOL Academy teaches is content, right? And mm. when it comes down to it, right, name, image, and likeness, all of that is essentially boiled down to how somebody builds their brand and what content they essentially produce on their profiles, right, on their social media pages. I know you said you have to be more creative as well. So how do you create your content? Like, what do you do to make the process easier for you? Because creating content can be easy for some people and it can be difficult for others, right? So kind of run that down for me, especially and how you help your community and your academy uh, create content as well. Yeah, I think of kind of the old saying of, uh, you know, all Hollywood is nowadays is like remakes and sequels of past <laughs> things. I will tell you, I do draw great inspiration, certainly at the, the height of content creation, in which I was you're really working on partnerships The the year of 2023 has been more focused on education, less on deal acquisition. That's besides the point. I have drawn great inspiration from some of my division one counterparts. You know, maybe I can take an element from this piece of content, take an element from this piece of content, and really put it together. 
but it is difficult as a division three athlete because my platform isn't going to be as large as you know bryce young's or caleb williams so i've got to really find a way in which i can work my niche uh and really make it work for me the thing that i've sort of appreciated the most is you know kind of using tiktok to my advantage because regardless of how many followers you have the algorithm is always going to spin it and spit it out to people that would maybe never find you in the first place and oftentimes i just sort of aim to create content that I don't know, obviously brands would enjoy, but maybe people my age would sort of find funny. I remember this one partnership that I had, possibly my favorite partnership with uh, Omaha Steaks was a Father's Day promotion. They sent me like, goodness gracious, like $150, $200 worth of just meat. And so, you know, I, I just got this idea. I'm like, okay, it's a Father's Day based thing. What if I just well, it wasn't really an idea. It was what I was instructed. But, you know, I've got to make content in which it's like honoring my dad. So, okay, let, let me find ways in which I can maybe incorporate my father into the video and find ways in which, you know, I can make people laugh. But it, it is really difficult. You're going to have a lot of misses. But once you get that first hit, you know, I remember one of my videos had just an exponential amount of views. And I'm like, I don't even know what I did right in this video, but maybe I need to begin following that path. So oftentimes I'll just sort of pass on the videos that I've made in the past to the athletes. I mean, I'll, I'll pass on some of the reception, you know, obviously like the, uh, I don't know, the, the video views, the likes, the, all the interactions and stuff. That's the word. Engagement. Thank you. Goodness gracious. What am I just waking up? I don't know, but exactly the engagement. So sometimes, you know, maybe if this video didn't do as well, why would this one have differentiated from this one? But it, it really is a game in which you've just, most times you're just rolling the dice. So the more content you create, I guess the greater chance that you're going to have that something hits. And I've sort of moved away from the brand content side of things and moved towards, you know, sort of educational side of things, you know, the content that I'm creating now, just recently, we started in the Make Your Own Legacy Academy, this thing called Legacy Lessons, in which we bring in business professionals, kind of like what you do on this podcast right here. And we bring in people who can speak about maybe an area that's outside of my expertise. So that's more the content that I've been focused on in the 2023. And 2022 was more on the, the brand partnership side of things. I like that. I like that. So I want to circle around to the NIL Summit. Right. Because that's that's essentially how I was able to find out who you are. I unfortunately was not I didn't have the opportunity to go and I'm based in Atlanta. So I was a little upset about that. I didn't go last year. I didn't know about it in time. And this year I just could not get an invitation. So just kind of how was the NIL Summit for one? And I know you won the Hustle Award, which speaking to you does not surprise me in any way, shape or form. But just kind of go through how that experience was for you. It's hard to put into words, certainly this year's NIL Summit. It's difficult to put into words to accurately encapsulate that experience. Um, if I were to compare last year's versus this year's, because I, I, I am a two-time attendee, two-time student-athlete delegate for Amherst College. Nice. Um, Thank you. I, I think the biggest difference was last year, go up to people. I just I was introducing myself to as many people as possible. Networking, that's the word right there. Um, so I'd go up, introduce myself. What's up, y'all? Jack Betts, wide receiver, Amherst College. And people's eyes would sort of widen. They'd be like, Amherst College? Uh, what conference is that? And I'm like, oh, NESCAC. And they're like, where is NESCAC? I'm like, oh, it's a Division three one. And they sort of looked at me like, I don't even know. Like I started speaking a foreign language. They're like, NIL is a thing at the Division three level. So 
if you look at last year and how I was introducing myself to everybody, I went home, told myself, number one, this time next year, I'm going to be speaking on a panel. Number two, I'm going to be nominated for an award. And number three, I'm going to bring that award home. So, you know, as you mentioned, the Hustle Award winner 2023. But just thinking about the difference between this year and last year, last year, I was introducing myself to everybody. This year, everybody was introducing themselves to me, which was a difference, you know, but I, I'm really grateful for it. I think uh, speaking, having the opportunity to speak on a panel sponsored by Invesco QQQ, just sort of speaking about my experience as a student athlete, really dealing with this unforeseen income that maybe I haven't really dealt with before and how I'm being smart about my spending, how I'm making my money work for me, uh, thinking about investing, diversifying my income, you know, streams. Those are all really important points that I think the financial education side of things is absolutely critical, certainly for 18 to 22 year olds. So that opportunity was just fantastic. And just going back and being surrounded by so many brilliant minds within the industry of NIL, uh, really just an invaluable experience. So if I get to go again next year, I have no idea how I'm going to top it, but uh, we'll find a way. Just went. Just take all the awards home. <laughs> just take them all. Like two, three of them home with you. I'm pretty sure that that'll that'll be a little better than just one. <laughs> so, uh, are you partnered with Invesco QQQ, or were they just sponsored for the panel? Uh, I did a post for them where it said like one of the has. They literally told me what the caption was going to be, which I'm not complaining. Caption games are hard. I'm sure you know it. Oh, but yes, uh, <laughs> but at the very end they. You know, put in a hashtag, hashtag Invesco QQQ brand partner, um, which mm -hmm. is pretty cool. I mean, I threw it on the resume immediately, oh, yeah. but uh, I'm not entirely sure what it, what it entails. Hopefully, I continue to stay in contact with them. But uh, yeah, they just reached out to me in like April and they, they said, would you be interested in speaking on our panel? And turns out I was the only student athlete on it. You know, I had representatives nice. from Fidelity and TurboTax up there. And then, oh, little old Division three Amherst College bets. <laughs> I feel like if anything, you were probably the best person, and especially for it to be one athlete, because you have a very unique perspective from the the quote unquote underdog, the little guy, the little girl, mm -hmm. right? So, um, I was asking because I know that depending on what partnerships you have, you might not be able to talk about certain financial literacy aspects. I just want to ask: Are you able to just kind of give a bit of insight? on just investing in money management in the NIO space? I think it is part of the contract where I can't necessarily endorse any specific tools. So unfortunately, I mean, the best advice I can give is I've been fortunate enough that my family's accountant sort of takes care of all my taxes and everything. But uh, one of the biggest points that I really hit hard on is beginning to think about, you know, okay, where do you want to be in like 10 days versus where do you want to be in 10 years? Of course, that extra hundred dollars in your pocket is going to be really attractive to, you know, maybe go get a new pair of cleats or, you know, take all the guys out to dinner. But if you begin sort of saving today, then five years in the future, you're really going to thank yourself, your past self. So just, you know, make sure that whatever income that you do have during this period, you're spending it smartly, you're using it intentionally uh, and intelligently. And, uh, you know, equally, just make sure that you're taking care of the necessities before you start taking care of all the leisure activities. So. Those are, I guess, the best piece of advice I can give in the financial division. I like it. I like it. Now, when it comes to the 40-ish NIL deals <laughs> that you have been able to acquire, for one, that is absolutely amazing. How are a lot of the compensations for these? I, like, I know that they can range from one-time spinoffs, continuous partnerships, partnerships for a certain allotted of time. 
I'm sure there might be performance based partnerships. Like, how is the process and what are you looking for? I know you're looking for a brand that obviously aligns with your values and your core values. But once you find a brand like that, how do you kind of dissect what you want from that brand? And how do you negotiate more if you want more, if you feel like they're not giving you enough? Yeah. Wow. Fantastic question. I think off rip, you know, when I began my career in NIL, I was just looking for anything and everything. I don't care if it's cash. I don't care if it's, you know, free product. <laughs> Heck, you could, you know, send me a sock and I'd be like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, the majority of my deals are sort of product compensation based. You know, maybe I'm not entirely sure the validity of this comment, but I believe I'm the first division three athlete with a shoe deal. I'll give a shout out to Allbirds. They've sent me a couple nice. free pairs of shoes in return for a couple social media posts. And it is also an affiliate based deal. So I know a couple of my close friends and family, they love Allbirds products and they love using my code. So I can tell you that's a really nice one right there. <laughs> I like that. The, Allbirds? Allbirds. Yes, sir. Just thinking about the other types of compensation, obviously there have been some, you know, upfront monetary type deals. But really, the biggest ones that have been the most fruitful for me are the product type compensations equally matched with the affiliate based marketing. Not a lot of work goes into it. It is a really great passive income opportunity. You maybe you make content uh, once or twice every couple months and really you're in it for the long haul. When you begin thinking about the duration of some of my deals, uh, the majority of them were signed to be like a six month type deal because I think that's really important for athletes to be aware of is you don't wanna sign off your on the brand to have the ability to use your name, image and likeness for like four years. That's something that absolutely terrified me and actually something that really deterred me from working with a couple of brands that I had uh, that I might have been juggling and maybe like, oh, you know, it's it's really attractive, but I, I can't do four years. I don't know where I'm going to be in four years. I don't know where the brand's going to be in four years. And when you talk about the negotiation process, starting out, there was no negotiation process. I had zero weight to my name. I didn't even have the, the right to negotiate. I feel like I'd want to say but as I began having a little bit more weight to my name, as I began seeing my social media following grow, I sort of saw my own value grow equally. Obviously, once you reach out to these brands and you kind of talk about, okay, I have like 20, 25, 30 other brands in my portfolio, some brands will kind of use that as like a measuring stick for, okay, this kid's got credibility. Some brands will use it as a measuring stick of why would we want to be just another thrown into like the 40-ish other deals. So it is important to not be too greedy, but it is important to make sure that you're being compensated for what you believe that you're worth. But just a quick story. I remember one brand was like, yeah, we'll pay you X amount of money for like three posts. And I'm like, look, I understand my value. I understand the social media presence that I have right now. I'm not sure three posts is really what I'm comfortable with. And these are in-feed posts. I was able to negotiate it down to one in-feed post and one story post for the exact same value. And so really, there was one point at the NIL summit somebody brought up about protecting your brand. And let me see if I can conjure it up right quick. But it was on the basis of like, if you ask for something that's like really low and you lowball yourself, the brand's going to immediately give it to you. Why don't you just like ask for something outlandish and let the brand come down and meet you. So I feel like that's a fantastic negotiation tactic. I'm sure my parents have used it once or twice before, but uh, yeah, it, negotiation is a heck of a process. You've got to make sure that you have the respect and really the right to negotiate in the first place. I know a lot of the athletes that I work with, they have 
nothing in their portfolios at the moment. So that's really what I tell them. Just ask for something outlandish off rip and then they can sort of come down and then you'll really be able to get what you want. If they give you what you want immediately, then I mean, that's a win-win. But if they come down a little bit more, I mean, who's really going to exactly. complain about that? And and I was always told, correct me if I'm wrong, that generally if somebody says yes to what you offer so quickly, that means more than more than likely they were probably willing to give you a little more right so they they because businesses generally start with a lower offer right exactly. unless you have like a brand name like lebron james oh yeah Giannis Antetokounmpo, or Tom i'll put my Green, name right? up there with lebron i don't know <laughs> <laughs> hey i can see you getting there most definitely but unless you have that dominant do, that dominating of a brand presence already where you drop the name everybody already kind of knows who you are right you you have to kind of you know give a little bit of leeway but yes Closed mouths don't get fed. Right? I was always oh. told that. So, amen. W- why not go ahead and just kind of ask for what you really want, or maybe even u- up at a notch? So, if they, like you said, if they happen to say yes, you just got more than you were originally expecting. And if they say no, now you can work them down, right? Like it's all a part the art of negotiating, right? Like you want to ask for more so you can make them wiggle down to what you really mm. wanted to begin with. Absolutely. So, this free game right here. I hope everybody's taking notes at home. <laughs> Look, note takers are money makers, okay? So I hope y'all are taking notes because he's been saying a lot of amazing things as well. But uh, I wanted to ask you, of the uh, amount of NIL deals that you were able to accrue, do you have any, like, maybe big, big-name brands besides Invesco QQQ brand partnership? Do you have any big-name brands that you were excited and happy that you were able to, you know, kind of get maybe even a bit surprised? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. There's always going to be a couple of those where you're like, it, it, it brings me back to when I was applying to school. It's like, oh, maybe here's this reach school. Here's your safety school and, and something along those lines. Here's my reach brand. Here's my safety brand. A couple of them in the portfolio would include uh, Goat Fuel, which is like Jerry Rice's brand. I, one of my favorite wide receivers of all time as a wide receiver mm-hmm. hard not to love him but he has the most yards all time right it's not, he's got a lot i'll tell you that you know other include you know the comfy which is like the wearable blanket i had so much mm-hmm. fun creating content for that one. Oh my goodness uh, they look comfortable too oh absolutely i mean it's in the name after all <laughs> uh omaha steaks was definitely a little bit of a reach but i'm like oh my gosh like i'm sitting here at the dinner table with my father eating it right now so it, it happened uh i'm also previously was a whoop athlete sponsored by the own it group this is probably yeah i love it oh my gosh this is easily in my my top two and i don't i I can't even say if it's number two but uh favorite deals by far this one has just helped me take my athleticism to uh, to another level and then finally i'd say like uh oh i'm I'm also part of body armor you which body armor huge huge hydration guy yeah they that partnership has been a lot of fun. They've like sent me some unreleased flavors that I get to try. So that's, that, that's pretty cool. And then finally, Insomnia Cookies, who for those of us uh, from Western Massachusetts who's watching this right now, you know how much I love Insomnia Cookies and I know how much you love Insomnia Cookies. <laughs> So it's a deal that benefits everybody. You know, sometimes I'll reach out. You know, I'm a member of uh, the Council of Amherst College Student Athletes of Color because of my Cherokee heritage. And sometimes I'll just reach out to them and say, hey, we've got our weekly meeting this week. Could we get like sponsored? And they'll be like, here's 50 cookies. Enjoy them. So that's definitely a fruitful partnership, not only when it can benefit myself, but when it can benefit the greater community. So those are just a couple of names in the portfolio that are more recognizable. 
So kind of go into the sponsorship aspect, right? Because not many people, of course, there's brand partnerships and ambassadorships and things like that. But once you start building a, a relationship with these brands, you can then start having them maybe even sponsor some of your events. Like you just said, as far as a meeting, right? Like they were able to just sponsor 50 cookies. So kind of talk a bit about the sponsorship aspect of NIO. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really the only type of encounter that I've had that begins sort of descending or ascending, if you will, into the sponsorship aspect of things, just because of, I think that makes the most sense. You know, Insomnia Cookies, it's right in town, super popular spot. And it looks pretty good when you're, you know, sponsoring the uh, student athletes of color, you know, get together. So uh, that's really the main one that comes to mind. I know I've had some conversations with the Own It group who kind of does all the analytical side of things on the data that they receive from the Whoop. And we had some discussions regarding sort of an incubator with the Amherst football team. Nothing's come to fruition quite yet, but we are still going to have those conversations. I think it's it would be really beneficial for, uh, you know, I, I think they might have some going already, maybe with like the Florida State team or something. But if, you know, our strength and conditioning coach can kind of look at, okay, how did, how well did these guys recover the night before? What was their strain levels? How much sleep have they been getting? I think that's a really, that would really be beneficial for everybody, not only for the coaches, but especially the players. I, I think sponsorship is definitely something that I really want to work towards that begins benefiting more and more people who are in my closer circles. And there have been some sponsorship inquiries regarding the Make Your Own Legacy Academy. I can't say too much on those right now because they are still in the works. But uh, they, you know, as my journey has continued and as I've began to really establish myself, not only in the NIL world, but really in the sports business world, which is a career that I certainly think uh, I want to go into. How can I begin using these strategic NIL partnerships and move towards sponsorships, as you mentioned? I like that. I like that. And one last question that I just kind of wanted to round it off about, right? How is it being a student athlete in the NIL era in general? Uh, it's a lot of fun. I'll tell you that. I think the word that always comes to mind when people are like, how do you balance the, the student athlete entrepreneur life? And the word that comes to mind is compartmentalization. As a student athlete, that's one of the skills we learn. I think I've had that skill in my bag since I was in like fifth grade because uh, I've been an athlete my entire life. So beginning to really understand and moving in ways that, okay, I've got this much time during the day to go to class. I've got this much time during the day to go to practice. And then when can I find time to work in the entrepreneurial side of things? As I mentioned, my NIL career began in a gap semester. So I had no academic commitments. I had no athletic formal, formal athletic commitments. Obviously, I was still working out. But I think it really gives me, it gave me the unique opportunity in which I could build my brand with zero other commitments. I could just solely focus on using those six months, six, eight months, you know, obviously we reported in August, but it has been definitely different being back on campus in the fall, obviously, and then being on campus in the spring as the deal flow has sort of slowed down and I've moved towards focusing more on education. So it's all about making sure that you know how to balance your time. It, isn't for everybody. You know, I've, I know some folks who were really interested in NIL and then they just straight up told me, I, I just don't think I have the time for it. So making sure that you can balance your time, making sure that you understand that it is a commitment and you have a commitment to these brands to fulfill the agreements that you formally agreed upon. But yeah, it's just training you for later in life because life's not going to slow down after college. I can tell you that. 
Exactly. And it's crazy that you said that not every athlete has the time to do so. Yeah. I actually had a athlete that I interviewed, I want to say last week, Acacia. She went to the NIL Summit. And she oh, yes. Athlete. Yeah. So I, I think, I, like I said, I wasn't able to go to the event, but how I was yeah. able to reach out to a lot of you all was I've been following NIL Summit. So whoever they posted on their story, <laughs> I just reached out to you all. So that's how I honestly got in that's contact smart. with you all. Oh, yeah. Uh, contact with you. But uh, she she had uh, told me that although she loves track and field, she just didn't have the time to do it with everything yeah. else that she has going on. Right. Like, so I think that's important for athletes to kind of look at. Right. Like, where do you see yourself in X amount of years and how does what you're doing now, whether that's, you know, any extra clubs you're in, whether that's the sports you're in, whether that's the NIO deals that you're that you have going on, how does that play a part in, you know, the latter end in your overall goal? So um, is there any last piece of information or gems that you might want to share uh, with the audience that's watching, especially with your unique perspective of being a D3 athlete and being able to accrue so many deals? Yeah, I think the biggest piece of advice and something I always love to leave these sorts of you know podcast opportunities with is the number one thing that I always tell athletes that I work with or athletes that just want a little bit of advice You've got to be proactive. Of course, I say that, and my first NIL deal just happened to fall on my lap. Sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. I don't know. But yeah, you've really got to be proactive because if you're coming from a similar situation such as mine, these companies aren't just going to reach out to you all willy-nilly. You aren't going to have that you know great game on Saturday and then wake up on Sunday morning with 50 emails from you know major companies asking if you want to go into partnership with them. You've got to be proactive. You've got to be your own advocate because at the end of the day, nobody else is going to do it for you. Like you said, closed mouths don't get fed. So you've got to go out there. You've got to hustle and you've got to get it done yourself because that's really the only way that it's it's going to happen. So I like it. I like it. And where can they find you at if they wanted to, you know, reach out to you or maybe apply to be in the next round of your Make Your Own Legacy Academy? Absolutely. Yeah. My Instagram is going to be the best place to find me. I'm at jbets21, B-E-T-T-S is my last name. Um, also, my website, jack-bets.com. There's a little inquiry form that you can fill out at the very bottom. If you want to get in contact with me, that's an easy way to get my email. Uh, and then finally, the Make Your Own Legacy Academy's Instagram at the M-Y-O-L Academy. That's how you can find me. I'm always next to my phone. I mean, I've got my phone right here just watching just in case. Uh, so, yeah, you know, feel free to reach out to me. I love making new friends and really expanding that network. So, Hey, well, I appreciate you so much, Jack, for being able to join the show today. It truly has been a pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on. Of course, of course. And look, if you have not already, go ahead and, for one, follow Jack because he truly is an amazing person, amazing athlete, and is obviously he won the Hustle Award for a reason. So go ahead and make sure you follow my guy Jack. Go ahead and like and subscribe to this video, and we'll see you next week. Let's go.